0: Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. This message is called uh, Simeon watching and waiting and I'll just tease out some of the story um, and say hi to the podcast listeners. Um, God bless them. Give him a hand. Give him a clap. Yeah and I was looking at this story and I'm thinking this is fantastic this uh, man of God and just before I go there I'll just say this, that I'll give you some of the backdrop before Simeon cradles uh, Jesus in his arms. And we got this scripture and it's been going through my head and it does apply to me personally of what's happening in my life at the moment with um, reconciliation of family members and, um, and anyway. The Bible says in Malachi 4, 5, it says, see, I will send you the prophet Elijah. This is the last statement in the Old Testament this is the last statement in the Old Testament the book of Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 see I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes verse 6 says he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers or else I will come and strike the land with a curse um, and so just to help some new Christians in that he doesn't strike the land with a curse but he there's spiritual laws that if that that are, if we don't obey God and that if we don't comply with God, it's a, it's a it's like gravity, man. You you fall off a building, you will fall. And when so when the Bible says He will strike you with a curse, we got to help the new new Christian by saying um, that He actually doesn't strike people with curses, but He says, "My hands are tied." If you do that crazy stuff, yeah. if you're outside the will of God, and if you're not in relationship with me. My hands are tired. I want to help you. And and so when it says strike the earth with a curse, it's meaning, man, the earth's going to get you. Gravity's going to get you. You know, the curse is going to get you. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? And, and one of the things that gets us in the New Testament, because God does not strike us with curse, curses in the New Testament, amen? But he says that gravity's still there, guys, uh, you know, because... Even though Jesus has come, doesn't mean that you can now fly through the air like Superman and sin's not going to get you. No, you will fall and even ministers fall uh, because of sin. Amen. And so this scripture actually is 400 years uh, before Jesus turned up. So that scripture has been quoted by Malachi and there's 400 years of silence. It's like a vacuum. God's not saying it much. It's just silence. Imagine living in those times. There's no prophet saying anything there's not much happening people are you know just desperate for a word and then uh, and and of course the world is in the sway uh, of sin and and it is a fallen planet and the scripture is entirely right that hearts uh, are far from god and hearts uh, are even now struggling to even be family hello Even to be a family, there's a struggle there. Even to love your mum and dad, there's a struggle. Even for mum and dads to love their children, there's a struggle. And that's what we're dealing with on the planet right now. That it is like a supernatural miracle to hold a family together. Because there's a curse on the land of hearts separated from each other. Husbands and wives, uh, brothers and sisters, um, you know. And so... But praise God, the light has come. Praise God, 400 years after that, 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 that statement was made, unless a move of God comes, unless the spirit of Elijah comes, which is a move of God, unless that begins to, um, you know, begin to flow and begin to reveal Jesus of who he is and it happens, there's revivals and there's moves of God. And so I believe that's happening right now, that the Holy Spirit is moving across the face of the planet, more so in the time of Christmas. It's a great season to capitalize on that. Witness to your friends. I've seen miracles this week of personal family members just getting soft and uh, coming back into my world and, and, and listening to what I've got to say about God and, uh, and being reconciled. I, I actually say, okay, so uh, I actually <laughs> was born in Wales, uh, came out here. And uh, in 1958, three months old, and my dad virtually ripped my mum and myself out of Wales, out of a country-style living, very quaint country-style living. And to the dismay of my mother, with all her extended family, country folk, farmers and whatnot, uh, he'd been over here in the Air Force and he saw all the opportunity, hardly any employment in Wales. And when he got married in the mid-50s, I think, and they had me and they said, you know what, this is... Dad said, virtually, we've got to go to Australia. What? Australia? What do you mean? Australia, you know, the outback of Australia, you know. And so, virtually, my dad ripped my mum out of um, England, Wales, to the dismay. And, and there was a messy parting of ways, and uh, I didn't realise it at the time, but that caused a lot of residual value of, uh, yeah, animosities, but... Um, hurtfulness uh, on my dad's side and my mum's side because my dad virtually says we're going I've, I've booked the plane the train and you got to be on that train and all the say, oh my god they're going and tried to hurry down the station and, and the train was taken off my dad was late they got there they moved they, boom they've gone down with me and the rellos are gone there's about 30 people standing on the platform going they're really going and they're just waving and my mum's just going uh, he's my husband I've got to follow <laughs> something like that and I didn't realize all this until probably just recently that why I didn't get a lot of um yeah <laughs> I didn't get a lot of communique from England even uh like uncles and aunties those things I didn't even know what they were you Aussie guys when I was going to school oh my uncle oh my auntie I go what are they talking about what's an uncle what's an auntie What's a grandmother? So what? They, they're talking affectionately about their grandmother. Grandmother, I'm oh, a grandma. So what's a grandmother? I didn't even know what a grandmother was. I didn't want an uncle, auntie, grandmother. I didn't know any of that. All I knew was my mum and dad. And um, and so... Whew. And... Uh, God, I don't want to go too far off because I want to start the message. But, um, I spoke to my auntie. So this is... My dad's 88. He came to our house four times this week. All right? So my dad visits me about twice a year at my home. Four times my dad visited me, 88, he got saved here by the way, three weeks ago, he stood here, came into the church, sat him down at the front and, and I go, oh my God, my dad's here, help me. And, and Julie ushered him to the front, he gave his life to the Lord and um, born again saved and he used to be in church when he was a kid, he was an altar boy choir he used to take, help take the offering up with his father in, in, a, in a quaint uh, church in Wales. Um, he has a sister. He has a sister. So he's 88. He has a sister that's about 89, 90 apparently. And someone gave me the phone number. My sister gave me the phone number and said, well, why don't you ring her? I said, oh, my God. Okay, that'd be strange, but okay, I'll give this woman a ring. She's 90. She might be, you know, not here very long. I better speak to her now or never. I've never spoke to an auntie or uncle or grandmother. Hello? I've never spoken to an auntie, an uncle, a grandmother. Never. I try and ring this number. It's about 16 digits. Anyway, I finally got onto her. And, um, and she answered. <laughs> uh, uh, this is uh, Philip Olfield. Oh, oh my God, it's you. I haven't seen you since I've been When you left that platform, I uh, uh, oh, can't believe it. This is amazing. How old are you now? Oh my goodness, I've got a photo of you on the wall. Oh, she just gully rakes, gully rakes. Go, oh my, and she's smart. She's with it. She's on the ball. I'm conversing with her. She's quite, quite with it at 90. Apparently, my sister had visited her. Um, no, Jessica had visited her, actually. And she, Dad said, she's sharp. She's on the ball. And so I spoke to her about half an hour, and she was so delighted uh, that the hearts of the fathers and the children had been returned. And um, so now, anyway, there's 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 going to be more of that story I'll share later. But um, I, I just love this. He says, guys, unless Jesus comes, unless Jesus comes, the gift comes. There's going to be a lot of estrangement. Estrangement. You know what the word estrangement is? There's going to be a lot of estrangement in humanity. Like brothers and sisters are going to be narky with each other. And mothers and fathers will even fight. And mothers and fathers will... No, fathers will fight with their, their daughters. And mothers will fight with their sons and vice versa. And all that's going to happen unless... 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 Jesus comes... And I was talking to her, and, and, and I didn't prompt her, and that's a miracle, but I was talking to Edna, the 89-year-old auntie, and she says, Phil, all I know is this, every day when I make a meal and I eat it, and I thank God. I thank God. And, and then I hang my clothes out, and I thank God. And, and then I write a letter to my friend, and I thank God. And I say to my other 89-year-old friend, are you crazy? You don't believe in God? Do you think you'd be alive this long if the, faith, the hand of God wouldn't be on your life? Are you are crazy? She, and I said, "Man, so you believe? Of course I'm a believer. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my grandmother, her, her grandmother, used to take her to church. And it must have been a spirit-filled church. It was a Baptist church, but they were on doing the tambourines. I said that. And there was a lot of revival happening. We figured out the year. I figured out the year. Studied it, and I believe she was in the tail end of the Welsh revival. I believe that she. The Welsh revival was about 1904." We're talking about 1930, but constantly there was moves of God through Wales. And uh, she was actually telling me personally, which I am so blessed by, that she was actually being taken as a precious little child to church where they were banging tambourines and talking in tongues and praising God and protracted church services, protracted prayer meetings during the week. And, um, and this is amazing because that is the legacy handed down through my family into this church that we are seekers of God seekers of the presence of God and uh, that's what you get so you get Julie's love whose family was just ballistic with love freaked me out when I first married Julie because her mum is like give us a go and she had anyway (laughs) how am I going to do this (laughs) We were taught in the early days of church, do an A-frame. If if someone tries to, if a girl tries to hug you, do an A-frame. An A-frame is where you... Garth, stand up. Stand up. I don't know how, but can you just lean out like this or something? And, and there was an A-frame. I never worked it out, but um, I was always very careful to try. But Jill, she'd embarrass everyone, including the senior pastor, Kevin Brett. And uh and go, how are we going to do this? You know, it was like... Search and destroy, you know, it's like a missile coming to it, You go, how am I going to do that? How am I going to evade these? Because you know, they were quite generous and but they were, they were awesome. But she didn't know it. She didn't care. She was awesome. Things were quiet. 500 years of silence. Humanity is in the sway of the curse. I better stop. Sin separating, dividing God's people from each other and their God. Religion had failed. We needed a savior. And as we said last week, God made a promise. Jesus, the Messiah. The promise was made that Jesus, the Messiah, would turn up. We spoke about that last week in Isaiah. Uh, faith believes that promise. Uh, hope anticipates its fulfillment. Patience quietly waits. So we got this guy, Simeon, in the New Testament. It tells the story of a guy, Jewish, um, a just and devout Jewish priest. He's old. Just imagine a guy with a big beard. He's a devout priest. He's, um, he, he's probably, uh, yeah, he's a priest, and... Um, He's watching and waiting, he's anticipating because he's had communication from God, he's been spoken to by God and let's go to that scripture, Luke 2.25, I'll try and hurry on, oh my goodness, um, okay, let's do this. Now in Jerusalem there was a man named Simeon, he was upright, so Jesus is born, okay, Jesus is born and, and it's about 40 days have passed by and um, Jesus is being brought to the temple, uh, there's a there's a, there's a, uh, a law that they need to go and there's a cleansing and a consecration and, and a circumcision and a naming of Jesus and, and, and Mary and Joseph are on the way to, but this Jewish devout priest has just got a word of the Lord. He's doing normal life and all of a sudden, Simeon, get to church. Who's ever felt like that when you need to get to church? Get to church. get to, He's just going about his normal life. Now he's people are waving to him, Simeon, hey, he doesn't care, he's, he's got to get to church, big long beard, big robes, he said, uh, I've got to get to church, I've got to get to see three targets, something's going to happen today, amen? And so Luke 2.25 says, now in Jerusalem there was a man named Simeon, he was upright and devout man, he looked forward to Israel's comforting, so he's, he's looking forward to this day of visitation, the birth of the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit rested on him, Oh, I love this guy. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. I hope the Holy Spirit... Simeon is a great example of someone waiting, anticipating for Jesus to come. And he did come. But we can use Simeon's story to wait for the second coming, in fact. I mean, Jesus has come. We're celebrating that Christmas season for that reason. But Simeon can show us how to wait and how to be constantly, you know, faithed up to believe that, you know, Jesus is going to come in the second coming. So it's it's this special day, and uh, it's it's an incredible moment for Simeon. He realizes, oh my God, God's speaking to me. It must be on. He gets down there. He sees Mary and Joseph. He gets to the temple, and Simeon takes the baby in his arms and thanks God. And you can see the scripture in Luke 2.27. I've got to move quickly, sorry. 2.27 to 30. Now, Lord, you can let... me, your servant, die in peace, as you said, with my own eyes, I have seen your salvation. So Simon, Simeon with the baby Jesus, and, and and Simeon said, God, you've answered my prayers. I've been waiting for this. Imagine us being able to say that one day. My God, I'm seeing a revival, I'm seeing Wyong, I'm seeing the coast, I'm seeing Australia. Uh, in the grip of a holy move of God imagine and God I just say I want to be like Simeon amen I want to be like Simeon waiting and anticipating uh, let's read that Luke 2 says I love this story moved uh, moved who wants to be moved by God who's no please I'll just go to church pay homage to God there I don't want to be moved during the week I don't want to be God speaking to me during the week I don't want any of that stuff look I want to live a sensible life but you know what that's that's boring that's normal like Garth said moved he was prompted by the spirit 227 he was moved he was prompted by the spirit he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child jesus to do for him what the custom of the law had required 28 simeon took him in his arms and praised god saying sovereign lord as you have promised you now can dismiss your servant In peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He is our salvation. Lynn Phillips was assured of her salvation. Which you have prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? That's everyone outside of the Jewish race. Everyone else including us. There's a light that's been shone. There's a light that's been cast out. That should be shining through you. Shining through our church. It should be shining. And people should see your light. A light for revelation, it says in 32, to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said. But I love that amazing statement in 27. He was prompted by the Spirit. And he came to the temple. I don't know. He just cleared his calendar. He said, i got to get to that temple. i got to, man, I had, I was going to do something on Sunday. I was going to do something. But i got to get to church. i got to get the C3 Tugra. It's what i got to do. I think i got to go to church. And we got numerous people that's happening to right across the coast. But here in this place, some people haven't been to church for many years. And all of a sudden, you know what? I'm here and we need to get to church. I'm hearing this story every, I spoke to a couple last night said, you know, we used to go to church, we haven't been to church for five years, but you know what, God's speaking to us. I said, I bet God's speaking to you, man, and I'm speaking to you right now. So I got to... Anyway, oh, they got, they, they got blessed anyway, and they realized God is speaking to us. Um, but God had spoken to Simeon at one time before that, uh, the actual prompting to get down to the church, and it says here, Luke 2.26 where he uh, received a message from God. The Holy Spirit, Luke 2.26 says, The Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen him, God's anointed king, the coming Messiah. I love that. He was watching. He was waiting. There was a promise. He knew it to be true. He knew the scriptures and he was waiting for the restoration of Israel. He was standing on tippy toes. He was—he was a little bit, you know, leaning into the things of God. He was studying the word. He was his ear was to heaven. He was down at the church. He was—he was believing that this promise was go- going to come to pass. When you look at that word, apparently in Greek, I will just tease that out a little bit. It was amazing. Um, some of the uh, verb meanings: to look, to look up, to look away, to look upon, looking in, to look at something intently you know those people they got that little bit of a glean in their eye when they talk about God and Jesus and the church they go and, and the glean happens you know it's like I believe this stuff trust me it's awesome it's derived from a word I can't even pronounce it pros uh, I hope I got that right if you know Greek sorry uh, <laughs> it says look for the coming but uh pro, decamai, pro means forward and decomai means to wait. He was forward waiting. He was waiting forward. Simeon was old, long beard. He was very old, but he was forward waiting. He could see on the horizon of the spiritual landscape of God's earth. And he could see something was about to break in. The light was going to break in and dispel the darkness that humanity was living in and I love that sort of life his eyes were open his arms extended he was searching the crowd for the right face and when he saw Jesus oh my god that's him his prayer was answered Luke 2 28 Simeon took the baby in his arms and thank God now Lord you can let me your servant die in peace as you so imagine if you'd seen the face of Jesus imagine imagine what man imagine what that would do man if you saw the face of Jesus uh we still need to seek Jesus right now. I have that photo's up there. It's awesome. Wise men still seek Him. I said, wise men still seek Him. Amen? Lord, help us be like Simeon. Help us um, be sensitive. Help us be aware of your Holy Spirit leading us, guiding us. Amen? Help us be like Simeon. Not just doing religion, just going, oh yeah, whatever. No, help us go, man, you know what? God could break in today. Right now, into C three Tugra, onto the Central Coast. I think Simeon teaches that it's wise to seek God. Well, let's just check this out, and um, let's just share a little bit about the truth of the spiritual predicament we are we are in and were in. But Christ has come, and it's good news. Romans five seventeen, if by the trespass of the one man, that's Adam, of course, who fell and set us, and even set all this. Uh, sin rampant on the planet death reigned throughout that one man how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life who wants to reign in life who wants to reign in life who wants to have joy who wants to just be able to walk with a sense of purpose and destiny you want to reign in life you don't want to be miserable downcast oh you know bumping along through life you want you want a bit of a swag actually you you want to Bit of a yeah, you know, I know where I'm going. I'm going to C three toga. I'm going to the house of the Lord, man. I got purpose. I got I got the anointing. I have got the light, man. I'm on a mission. I'm an ambassador for Christ. Amen? That's how we should be. Not like, oh gee, gee whiz, it's a nice thing Jesus did for me. No, man. Straighten up and you know, be strong, be bold. For the Lord thy God, he's with you. Romans five seventeen says, if death, if death got the upper hand, I love this version, I don't know how I got this, I think I got it from Phil Pringle actually and I had to find out whose version it was but it is the amplified I think, if death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes, sovereign life, in those who grasp with both hands, this widely extravagant life, this gift, this grand setting, everything right, set right, that's the one man Jesus Christ provides. That's what our salvation provides. That's why we can say in 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be to God, as Paul says, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift, the gift of a Savior. We need a Savior. We can't help ourselves. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't... We, our family extended broken relationships. We couldn't help ourselves. We needed God to repair the breach. We needed God to repair the broken, extended family. Even my brothers and sisters, because when I left home, we all left home. Should, my brother went that way, I went that way, my sister went that way, and my other brother went that way, north, south, east, and west. Never the twain shall meet for year in, year out. And then a miracle happened. Phil and Julie started to go to church, and then God got in there, and we started to invite them on boxing Day, and one would come, and then the others wouldn't, and then another would come, the others wouldn't, then another would come, the other one wouldn't, and then the other one came, and we had unity, and we looked around and we said, "My God, the old fields are here, man, this is amazing, this is revival, this is awesome, man. this is you know the hearts of the fathers uh, returning the hearts of the children and the brothers and sisters returning, and then we had mum and and then and then and then Dad came later when mum passed away and fortunately we didn't all get together in one place. Five promises that we have for your best life and God wants to get you through all the stuff of life. The storms, the fire and there's promises and, and I thought this was so great when I read it. I, I think it's so brilliant. It points to a, a great future in Christ And uh, the first one is the promise of ultimate victory. And I just got to straight up think about Lynn, just seeing there. And she, for me, was non menace, She was comfortable, but uh, we didn't get much of a response from her, Katrina. But hang on, what's with Frank and Pauline? They walk in about half an hour, an hour later, and, and Pauline walks in and goes, Lynn, hi. And she goes, Hi. Uh, and she said is it okay if we stay or go she said no oh, stay man I'm just just passing away that's all right uh, just 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 hang there man and they read scriptures over it too and prayed for her and uh, and she was comfortable she said no please stay there look I just got to go through this and you know just get the glory and and uh, they prayed for her and then Maria went and prayed for her and and uh, Marie prayed Maria yeah, prayed for her and and uh, and uh, I thank God for all the people that went and visited her that day. We only had a window of opportunity, in, in six ten p.m. that day, Friday. She, Gail, was there. I, what time did you go, sis? You didn't. But you set it all up. You were on the phone and ringing and texting and Fleur went. And, and this is the scripture for that: the promise of ultimate victory. One Corinthians fifteen fifty-five. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? where oh death is your sting isn't it great to be with someone and it's it's cool man they're going to be going to glory yeah. it, it the anguish is sucked out of it almost the the, the the anger and you know a lot can be sucked out of that moment and we're just going oh, this is awesome they they're, they're bound for glory we, they've got salvation this is this is very comforting to all parties I, I can't believe that not everyone wants this stuff. Two, the promise of unimaginable blessing, all the resources are ours, claim them in Jesus' name, all that, all that good stuff that you need to do your life well and bless with. Uh, James one seventeen says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Ephesians 3.20, great scripture. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, Or imagine according to His power that is worked within us. Let's believe 2.14 will be a great year of, you know, immeasurably more blessings, salvations and God you know, able to finance more facilities for the kids' church. We need, uh, hello, we need more facilities for the kids' church. We've got kids joining us, people having babies, and we need more facilities. Lord, you can do this. You Where there's vision, there's provision. Let's believe that. Three, the promise of divine presence. His presence goes with us no matter, through the valley, through the storm, through the floods, through the fire. I love it. Deuteronomy 31, six says... Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or terrified, because of them, for the Lord your God, God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsaken you. And it says that again in Hebrews 13, 5. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Just practice the presence of God. If you're not used to the presence of God, say, Thank you, Lord. And you might say, What am I thanking him for? No, you're thanking him for being there. You're not thanking him for something he gave you, or you're just thanking him, thank you, Lord got up again, I'm alive, thank you Lord uh, thank you for the food milk, Wheaties sun's out, no bombs going off, no bombs going off, meaning that we live in a great nation of it's not war torn and you know, I can do my devotion, thank you God I've got a Bible I'm not living on one piece of like, China persecuted church, um, Christian that is you know, I've heard one pastor, all he had was half a page of the a New Testament book, just half a page, and he ran a whole church on that. He ran a whole church. So thank God we got a whole Bible. Who's got a whole Bible? Has anyone been persecuted to the extent where you haven't got a whole Bible? You got ravished by persecutors, and oh, look, that's all i got. There's a book of Timothy. Oh, just. No, no, you've got your whole Bible. you got, you got it on your phone. You're awesome. The promise of divine presence. The, four, the promise of peace in the storm. I love that when you're going through the trials of life facing confusion and and the, you know God's going to guide you through it Isaiah 42:16. I love this I will lead the blind by ways they have not known along unfamiliar paths my dad has been following unfamiliar paths trust me to my house this is an unfamiliar path I'm going to my son and I'm going to bless him and he came and blessed us with some presents again <laughs> some good presents too Four days in a row, he's, he keeps coming around like Father Christmas and blessing us with gifts, and then he gives us a wad of cash. Now, for my dad, who's very frugal, that's a miracle. But he's realizing, you know what? I, I want to activate the Christmas cheer. I believe he's trying. He brought us this tall, Russian-looking Santa Claus, this tall. I am well, we're we going to do with that. But it looks great beside the Christmas tree. <laughs> By itself, it's a little bit freaky, but beside, it's like this really lifelike Russian Santa and we put it beside and the kids love it we love it Russian Santa Saint Nicholas I think I'm not sure but praise God and he my father and my my relatives are being led by paths unfamiliar paths and Lord is guiding them I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth these are the things I will do and not forsake them I'm nearly done please hang on Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. Meaning, He's turning things around. He's turning my family around. He's turning my and I've got this bit of social engineering to do. It's my brother, my father's son, somewhat estranged, and and then my sister's got a complaint. She's all good, but she's got a complaint too about my dad. And I said to them, you know what? The Bible says if we, forgive, if we forgive someone, they will be forgiven. Then they can forgive us. But if we hold them in contempt, that's a problem. The Bible says if we... It actually says in Corinthians, uh, help me. Um, it says in Corinthians that if we forgive the other party that has hurt us, that God can forgive them, then they can forgive us that we might outwit Satan's plans, yeah. that we might outwit, so I ran, my sister, it's a bit hard talking about the God factor to her, but I text her back that scripture, I said, Christine, you know what we got to do on Boxing Day, when we meet? I said, you and your brother, and all of us, included me, don't ever separate yourself like I'm the goody 2 I no, I will be included on this Boxing Day and we're going to get into my father's face. We're going to present ourselves and we're going to ask for forgiveness. We're going to say, Dad, if there's anything that we did. Because he's telling me now at 88, this is why I'm upset with your, with your brother. In 1973 or 4, when I was called up to the principal's office, they lied. They said they didn't, but they did. And I said, and, and, oh my God. And I, I said, do you remember? And I said, yeah, but that was, no, but he still remembers, you know and uh, he's got a good memory and so you need, on Boxing Day so I said to my sister, on Boxing Day you and your brothers, my brothers we're going to say sorry to my father we're going to release him from the grip of unforgiveness, we're going to release him from the grip of unforgiveness and, and in turn he's going to be more forgiven more light's going to come on him and he's going to love, he's going to go, what's coming over me I mean, I, you know I can love, I can forgive people are held in darkness, held in bondage because we're not forgiving them this is a great sermon. Five, the promise of abundant provision. Every need shall be met. And for those people who are doing hard yards, Philippians 4.19, uh, God has his timing. He's going to break through now. And in 2.14, he's going to break in. Those people have sown generously. God's going to break in and bless you. And, uh, and I see miracles. I said it on the front road to someone. There's miracles about to break in on people's lives because of what they have sown faithfully patiently, and God has his timing, and he's going to bless you in Jesus' name. Philippians 4, 19 says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in who? Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, the first Christmas gift, Jesus. He is the gift. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad the gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever, it does. Now he who supplies seed to the sower, Africa, ministry, tithes and offerings, and bread for food will also supply, increase your store of seed, and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Lord, we believe in these promises. We choose today to believe in these promises. We claim these promises. We stand on these promises. Thank you, God that you will lead us, guide us, provide for us, that even though when we go through the storms of life, you're there, your presence is around us, constantly, you'll never leave us or forsake us, you will provide for us spiritually, physically, there is a spiritual inheritance, there is a physical inheritance, and we claim it in Jesus' name. I love this, Christmas, what does it mean? C for creator, H for holy one, R for redeemer, I for Emmanuel, S for Savior, T for Truth, M for Mighty God, A for Alpha and Omega, S for Son of God. And I love this picture. I hope it comes up. Is it the pregnant woman with child? I hope it is. And I love this statement that I read on Twitter. God formed us. The truth is God formed us. Sin deformed us. Sin deformed us, so people are born beautiful. You know what, I was at the boy, I worked at, you know this, I worked at juvenile justice uh, system, a boy's jail. 30 lads and I would do a night shift at times and through the uh, shatterproof glass, uh, one officer would look after 30 boys in an auditorium like this. They would all be sleeping in their beds, 30 lads. And these were criminals, they were murderers, we had gangsters, murderers, uh, nasty stuff. They were heavy dudes. And uh, when they were awake, but when they were asleep, I used to do go around, and you have to do a, a number check, make sure they haven't put pillows under their, you know, they've broken out, and, you know, they've watched too many movies. Actually, they did. Someone sawed a hole through the floor and got out, and so you literally got to go around. Yeah, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. Yeah, one one day they threw up the whole locker, uh, what is it, cabinet? Well, six of them just just broke out. Through the um, the steel barred windows and, and gone six guys gone, um, yeah, real criminals. But when they were asleep, they were just like. I remember one guy it was a Vietnamese. He had gunshot wound to his stomach, and um, he he was uh, one of part of the triad thing in Cabramatta or something. And uh, he was a rough target look at you But when he was asleep, he was just. And God made us perfect. God made us perfect, like that photo says. God formed us. Sin deformed us. Jesus can transform us. But, Ephesians 2, 4 says, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy. When God looks down on the hustle bustle of Christmas, I'm nearly done. When God looks down on the hustle bustle of Christmas, and when we drive around, we see shops, we see cars, we see all the physical stuff. But when God looks down on humanity, he sees hearts. And he sees this, I believe. He sees our relationships. He sees our relationships. Now, this is awesome. I got this revelation myself. Is um, when he looks down on. That's what my two-year-old used to say. I can do it. I can do it myself. Is um, when he looks down, he sees those broken relationships. He sees your estrangement from friends and family, and and I, I just pray that we would this Christmas and he cares for people's welfare he cares for people's lives I pray that this Christmas that we would look beyond all the glitz and all the gifts and all everything the greatest gift is Jesus and the gift that that father God gave us in his son Jesus let's all stand God bless you is awesome and I pray this that you would see like he sees this Christmas Take a moment to consider others. Jesus takes the welfare of people very seriously. My heart, basically, to make one last statement, is my heart is to see um, humanity reconciled, to see families reconciled, to see you reconciled. I, I pray your family be reconciled. I pray that you'd speak to your auntie, your uncle, your brother, your sister. Oh, my brother, no, I don't have to speak to him. He's, oh, no. No, oh, man, I'm, man I, I, I'm here. I'm in this unit of family. But what about your real flesh and blood brother or sister? Let's pray right now in Jesus' name. Father in heaven, I pray for my family, my extended family. You said unless the spirit of Elijah comes, unless a move of God comes, that hearts would be turned from each other. Hearts of parents, the hearts of the fathers would be turned away from the children, the children from the fathers and mothers. Lord, we pray right now because the gift has come, the light has come, the glory of God has come. We pray this, dear God, that reconciliation is our promise, that, Lord, that you can recover every broken relationship in our life in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.